0: Good evening ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jack Bildsen, and this is Outsiders in the Ash, a weekly serial presented a chapter at a time for your entertainment. Thank you all for tuning in, your patronage is truly appreciated. Now please, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Chapter One, Waking Nightmare It wasn't so much the cold, but the lack of warmth thought Eddie as he reluctantly climbed into bed. It had only been a month since his wife, Marcia, had gone missing, but for some reason the feeling of a cold, empty bed made it more real than anything else. As he laid back and stared at the ceiling, Eddie tried to ignore the distant light from the kitchen that he had forgotten to turn off. The dim light around the door allowed him to see a few feet into the hall before the darkness consumed and obscured the silent rooms beyond. He started to feel the familiar terror in the pit of his stomach as his mind wandered to the image of a distorted figure watching him from just beyond his field of vision. Stop. You're not a fucking child, he thought to himself as he tried to look away from the door. He reflected back to his childhood and wondered if he was the only asshole that still clung to his primal childhood fears. Everything in his being told him that his life depended on rolling over and looking at the door. He became oddly aware of all the windows in the room as his mind painted the picture of eyes peering around the doorframe watching him, waiting for him to fall asleep so that their owner might creep to the foot of the bed, and Eddie rolled over in a panic to look at the door, disgusted with himself after seeing that, of course, nothing was there, I'm going to get some sleep tonight, he thought to himself. Ever since Marsha went missing, the childish fears that haunted Eddie in the dark had kept him from sleeping more than a few hours a night, if he was lucky. His boss had been very understanding, and had suggested that maybe he should go see a therapist. There's no shame in it. You've been through a lot, and everyone needs help once in a while, she said. It's not that he had anything against seeing a therapist, but Eddie honestly didn't think it would help. He couldn't sleep because he was terrified of the dark and was having nightmares. His fear and nightmares stemmed from stress, and maybe the stress came from the fact that his wife went missing without a trace. There, time and money saved. Everything would be better when. When, not if. Eddie reassured himself silently. When. When marsha was safely back home eddie grabbed his phone and flung himself out of bed he knew that any more thinking about marsha meant a whole night without sleep he walked to the kitchen and killed the light as he stood alone in the pitch black room he felt his resolve dissolve into cold terror the dead silence pressed in like a cold blanket masking the sound of the crawling, slithering monstrosities pulling themselves across the floor, reaching their cold, pale hands towards his ankles. Eddie did his best to push the horrific images from his head and forced himself to take time turning on the flashlight on his phone. The bright LED on the phone cast deep shadows across the room with its sterile light. It reflected off of the sliding glass door showing an otherworldly figure of Eddie to himself. As he tried to avoid the gaze of his own reflection, he imagined for a second that he saw his reflection make a subtle movement independent of his own out of the corner of his eye. Deeply unsettled, he walked back to his room. As he climbed back into bed, the overwhelming terror in his chest clenched ever tighter. He turned off his phone light, and the darkness rushed in to meet him. His eyes slowly adjusted to the dark, and he pulled his blankets up higher. Clearing his mind as best he could, Eddie eventually settled into a restless sleep. Eddie opened his eyes to find himself standing in a dense fog. After gathering his bearings, he realized that he was standing outside of his own house. He turned toward the street and saw a dim blinking light through the fog. He started to walk towards the street, already knowing what he was going to find. The car slowly came into focus as he drew closer, just as he knew it would. This wasn't the first time he had this nightmare. Eddie stood in front of the car just like he always had, every night for a month. The car was sitting, in gear, with the front tire pinning it in place against the curb. The driver's side door was left hanging open, The dim cabin light spilled onto the grass lawn in front of the house. A dull buzzing warned that the keys were still in the ignition, buzzing away into the unlistening night, choked out by the pervasive fog. The buzzing pressed ever harder on his mind as he stared at his wife's abandoned car. Slowly, the buzzing began giving way to a dull ringing that set Eddie's teeth on edge and made the hair on his neck stand up. The ringing gave way to an awful squealing and a static. Suddenly, an overwhelming dread washed over him, drowning out all else. Just beyond the threshold of his hearing, there came the hint of what might have been a voice. Eddie turned and tried to run, but his legs only barely moved, as though the air had turned to molasses. He tried to call for help, but his voice was caught in his throat, coming out only as a weak gargle. The harder he fought, the deeper the panic set in. The perceived voice seemed clearer, and the static hiss, maybe just a bit duller in the background. She's in the house. The voice was a clear whisper now, as though uttered inches from his ear. Suddenly, silence. Everything was pitch black. She's in the house! Eddie's eyes snapped open while the voice continued to ring out in his mind, making him wonder if it really did come from inside the house. He turned to sit up, but found himself still unable to move. The ringing suddenly flared back into life as Eddie struggled against his own limbs, as his unbridled terror enveloped him like rising water. Suddenly, Eddie forced himself to relax. Sleep paralysis, he thought to himself. He had episodes since he was a child. Night terrors, his mother would call them. Shadowy figures towered over the bed and leaned over him as Eddie tried his hardest to focus on his fingers. It's not real. None of it's real, he thought to himself. One finger. Just just move one finger and it will all go away. He knew it was a lie, but he needed something to distract himself from the horror unfolding around him. Over the hissing, a faint noise started to emerge above the rest. Eddie closed his eyes in fear as one of the figures separated from the rest and started to climb up the foot of the bed. The noise took on a slimy quality. As Eddie kept his eyes clenched shut, the image in his mind was that of a pig being slaughtered. As the sound reached a fever pitch, Eddie was certain from the excited squeals that the figure was leaning over him, sharp teeth poised to sink into his throat. Then, as suddenly as it started, the terror passed. Eddie snapped his eyes open and saw nothing but his ceiling. He breathed a deep sigh of relief and did his best to loosen up his tense body. He sat up, thinking about all the years that had gone by where he thought he had mostly outgrown his sleep paralysis. He only usually experienced it if his sleep schedule changed drastically or if he were under an unusually high level of stress. I would consider this a high level of stress, he thought as loudly as he could in his own voice, hoping that he could use the obvious observation to drown out his own dark, terror-fueled thoughts before they could bubble to the surface. His thoughts were interrupted, and his heart leapt into his throat as he detected movement in the near-pitch-black of the room, right at the foot of the bed. Eddie sat motionless, watching the spot he saw the movement come from. Time stretched on as he felt the blood pounding in his face. A cloud shifted, and for a split second, a narrow moonbeam shot between the blinds and illuminated the room for only a heartbeat. Eddie clenched his teeth and felt his blood turn icy in his veins. He saw it, right where he was staring. A tall, pale, female figure, staring down at him in his bed. His primal instincts took over, but before he could escape his blankets, the cloud moved for good and the room was filled with moonlight. There was no figure. Nothing was out of place. Eddie was all alone. He reached behind his head and blindly fumbled for the drawstring of his blinds, refusing to take his eyes off the room even for a second. His fingers closed around the cord and wrenched them open, brightening the room. Taking a deep breath, Eddie started to shake uncontrollably. It made sense, honestly. A stressful month spent worrying about his wife, and suddenly he starts feeling like he is being haunted by a female presence. Marsha. All the thoughts he tried to avoid came rushing to the front of his mind as the mental wall he built around them crumbled down from fear and exhaustion. He thought of his wife, locked up somewhere dark and alone. He wondered if she was half starved, cold, and waiting on him to find her. The worst part is that this would be the best case scenario. It had been an entire month, and there had been no phone call, no ransom, no demands of any kind. He could delude himself all he wanted, but chances were, she was dead. In the back of his mind he knew that there were even worse possibilities but in his state of mind Eddie refused to entertain those thoughts. Feeling more helpless than he ever had in his entire life, Eddie started to cry. More exhausted than before he went to sleep but too terrified to close his eyes, Eddie curled into a ball and watched the foot of his bed until the sun came up. Ladies and gentlemen. This concludes tonight's show. I sincerely hope that you enjoyed it. Since the script of this show is entirely handwritten, I'm afraid that I cannot provide you with the true digital copy of it. However, a scan of the script can be viewed on thehousefire.com. Also, if you enjoyed the show, there is a link for donations there as well. Your donations are appreciated and will help support this program. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at jack.bildson at com. That's B-I-L-T-S-O-N. Once again, thank you for tuning in. This is Jack Bilson wishing all of you a good night.